0: talk what we came here to talk yeah let's do what we came here to do it's not speak uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first (sighs) um well well, let's start with some common ground okay okay yes you you texted me after you watched this movie Mm -hmm. um for the first time and you said it's amazing something about it's amazing what a good cinematographer can do for a horror movie. Yes, or something along those lines. Like, right? Am I misspeaking, or is that no, kind of the point you're yeah. making?
1: That was like the first text I sent, and then yes. I think immediately after that, I was like, "Dude, this shit is nuts." Yeah. Not
0: nuts, good. I was just like, "This is this is crazy." So, I, I'm gonna start with what we agree on. Okay. I 100% agree with you about the effect that cinematography can have on a horror film. Right, and this one had some of the most beautiful shots mm. that I have seen in a long time in horror yeah. between between the the just the juxtaposition in any given scene uh, yeah. and we'll, we'll kind of get more into the story of the film but the the cinematography was <clears throat> was paired perfectly with the themes and the stories right um, being told the the one shot that I absolutely loved yeah was when We are following um, the main character through the house. Her name is...
1: (laughs) What is her her name?
0: Name. Hmm. 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 Uh, Let's see. uh, Madison? Madison. There you go. Okay. So we're following Madison through the house. Yes. And it... The shot pans up into an overhead of the house yeah. and then follows her throughout the house. Like you're looking in a dollhouse. Like you're looking right. at a dollhouse. Like right. a pure overhead <laughs> yes. of this. Which, in reality, like that's probably most sets are just built like that.
1: Probably, yeah. Where like, well, you,
0: yeah. like you could probably get that shot in any movie. Right. Because any house set is going to be built without a roof and yes. you just yeah. film partially to like hide lighting and cameras and right like that more technical side of it but that shot was brilliant and, and it only and it, it it only did it for a short time it followed right. her it, it, did
1: it, it did it once in the whole
0: movie it right. did it once and it was just going from one room to the next right it was, but you I follow just, her from above the camera is directly above directly her, above moving through the house with her yep and to your point about like the dollhouse everything else or except for the room she was in was black the screen was black and you right. just saw her room from above yes. and followed her into the next one and the right. previous room went dark yes and that was one of the coolest shots that i have seen in any movie we've talked about this year it's, like it was right. amazing
1: and here's the thing it's it's one of the it's the kind of cinematography and the kind of direction that you kind of just expect from james wan now sure like you know like after after the probably the second Conjuring, it was just kind of known that this guy knows how to light stuff. He knows how to move the camera around, not always be cutting back and forth to different angles. It, it, he he lets the camera kind of just breathe, right? He just kind of lets things linger. He lets the camera move around from from one area to the other. There's no cut from one area. It just the camera just kind of almost does what it. It's like the ca- the camera is just. Acting as a fly on the wall, right? It's it's like a a fly on the ceiling. A Fly, except in this point, yeah. In this case, it's a fly on the ceiling in a in a dollhouse. And you know, I, I knew going in. Obviously, it's James Wan. It's gonna look really good. And then he did something. He did stuff like that. Um, or the the scene in we're gonna we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. By the way, I it, I don't down. It's been out for long enough. It's hard to talk about and really dive into without spoiling the the big reveals. And, and also, I
0: th- I think the number of people who are going to watch this is probably a little bit lower than some of the other right, films we've right. done. So I don't mind. So I don't mind doing. Just so you spoilers. know, from
1: from this point on, right now, nothing spoil is it, off limits. We're gonna start spoiling the movie. The scene where she, uh, well, she, she Madison and and Gabriel as the one and the same, and we'll get into why they're the same person. It's a little Wasn't
0: Gabriel the demon in The Exorcist?
1: Um, did they call it Gabriel?
0: Did it have a name? I don't know why. I don't... That know, I don't it it might have. I don't know. Well, either way, R- Gabriel gave me some Exorcist vibes.
1: Gabriel was scary as shit, bro. <laughs> okay, so she's... When they're going through... Uh, when she's in the jail cell, and she murders all the fucking... All the women in the jail cell, and she gets out of the cell and just mows down the fucking cops in the precinct and it's all done in one take Yeah. and the cam- the camera doesn't just like kind of tightly follow her it goes way out gives you those yes. extra wide shots and then comes barreling and back And it, goes, in, it like,
0: moves to other characters the right, focus moves, of the shot changes right. like three or four times. It
1: follows multiple characters and multiple objects too like at points when she takes the the, the kind of uh, knife that she made out of that trophy or whatever and like pulls it out and stabs people like you actually like he does like crash zooms into the hand and then the knife comes out and he pulls the camera back and then back in when it, that that whole scene from the point where Gabriel like reveals himself and then she just starts murking all these people is again some of the coolest cinematography I've seen not just in horror but again like in really in most movies we've seen this year even the past couple of years it's just so I don't it's just it's really it's brilliant to just kind of witness that and it's also fucking crazy that whole scene is absolutely insane and the whole time it's right after you get the reveal that Gabriel is this parasitic twin that never separated when they were embryos in their mom's fucking stomach and just is basically attached to Madison's the back of Madison's body Right. Right. They never fully separated and they call it uh, a parasitic
0: whatever. I can't it was remember a, uh, exactly the teratoma teratoma. That's yes, what they call it, which I'm pretty sure is actually like that's a medical like, thing, like a real thing. Yes. And,
1: you know, immediately after you get this reveal, you know, you um, her uh, stepsister steps. Yeah. Is watching these videos with her stepmom. Right. Like these old VHS tapes, which is again cl- classic i think james wan loves like to infuse horror loves that in general infuses that retro kind of style into his movies Yeah. and you know you get that you get that in frame on television reveal as the camera in the hospital kind of pans around and you see this fucking this figure on the back of her and by the way the whole time you're misled to believe that it's just some random person and then no it might actually be like her a brother, maybe. She had a brother that, that you know, they didn't want or was he was fucked up in some way. And then you get that reveal, and it's the most fucking batshit, weird, just, I don't know, in, inexplainable. Like, for James Wan to be able to go to Warner Brothers and show them his story be like, this is what I want to do. And them to be like, all right. <laughs> and for it to be that yeah. is, was... <clears throat> so fucking nuts so while you're watching that scene where she's in jail and then she goes through the precinct and just fucking chops up the, all these people my mouth was I was just I was in shock the whole time I was just sitting there like fucking oh my god like it's still happening like it's still going on it's this insane 10 minute sequence the reveal is is perfect and I think I think a lot of your problems probably stem in the first hour and 20 minutes of the movie until that reveal happens I I I I think I I I want you to I obviously I'll have you explain it but I think you're missing a couple things that I think would make you at least appreciate the movie more than you might. Okay. Because um, it's it's a very this movie is very tricky in how it it had to be presented because it's it's not a very it's not a very standard horror movie. A lot of the best horror movies, you know, have a very um, standard progression, right? And a lot of the, especially modern horror, a lot of modern horror movies these days are good because of how good the characters are or because of how good the setting is. And this movie to me is great because it uses certain elements and filmmaking styles to make it less about, you know, having this kind of by the numbers product that you can sell which is why I think the trailers are really misleading because they honestly couldn't, they couldn't sell what James Wan gave us because to try and sell that would be away from the norm. It wouldn't be like watching another Conjuring movie, right? Conjuring movies are great, but they're based on, well, based on quote-unquote real events. They have very real... You kind of know what you're getting. Right, they have real <laughs> grounded characters. You kind of know what you're getting. The reason why those movies are great is, again, we talked about this the way they're shot, how well the characters are written, how good the cinematography and the lighting are, right? All the elements that could just be kind of brushed aside and just shot with, you know, ease and, and not much thought. James Wan went in and said, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this the best looking fucking haunted house movie you've ever seen with the first conjuring. And that's why that that's one of the reasons why the movie is so great. And this one, I think uses some different again, uses different elements, but I wanna hear I wanna hear what you why you didn't like this as much as i did cuz clearly i i did okay. i liked it a I, lot
0: <clears throat> so i have i have a few reasons why but first i want to touch on one thing that you said and that is yeah. that is the word retro this movie yeah. felt old like this movie felt like a <clears throat> classic like horror movie like we know, it, it this felt like an eighties horror movie. You know. It felt like the thing. It felt like yes. the exorcist. Like you know those those types of influences mm-hmm. came through loud and clear with and, this film. You and know, s-
1: James Wan actually tweeted tweeted out, he said, you know, I want this he he literally said, I want this movie to feel like you're in a rental store, it's nineteen eighty five, yeah. and you find this on the back shelf it, and in that's, Blockbuster. That's
0: what it felt like. Yeah. It it gave me those those like it for for the people who grew up with that sort of horror movie Mm -hmm. for the people that grew up in the era of you know like children of the corn and like this movie is probably going to resonate with you if those if those were the types of horror movies that you got your start in yeah which for me it wasn't like i got my horror start with more Mm -hmm. or with like newer horror films with more modern horror films right but I've gone back and watched a lot of those 70s, 80s, 90s horror movies. Yeah. And, like, this will resonate with people who who enjoy that type of horror. For the people who enjoy horror and that's where they started, this mm. movie is going to resonate with you. Um, because, I, like, that was the – I could not stop thinking that the entire time. How right. this reminded me – the the two that I already mentioned, The Exorcist and The Thing – were the ones that I thought about the most while I was watching this. Right. And those, like, those were the vibes that I got this entire film. Right. Which, if you like it, you probably love it. If you don't like it, if you don't like those types of films, you probably aren't going to love this one as much. Um, which, it kind of sounds like that's what James Wan was going for. Like, that's what he yes. wanted um, when he so. made this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... There okay, where where should I start with? I'll start, do you, Don? I'll start you mentioned you mentioned the visuals. I thought the camera work was brilliant. Yeah. I thought the I thought the CGI was laughable when, you know, the scenes where the room changes around her mm-hmm. and it like molds okay. into whatever room, I thought it looked horrible. Like, really? it, yeah, I did not think it looked good at all. See, I found them to be visually, I, I thought they looked amazing. I, see, I don't know. Like, I like I thought those were bland and they were yeah. so, like, it was so far-fetched watching that mm. that it, like, it didn't even make it enjoyable to watch. I would have, and this is just a creative choice. I'm not a filmmaker, D- nor have I ever written, directed, or filmed a horror movie. What I think would have worked a whole lot better, yeah, um, because she keeps witnessing these murders while yeah. she's asleep, and mm-hmm. the idea is that she has like sleep paralysis and has right. no choice but to watch these horrible, grisly murders take right. place. Right, I would have much rather seen her lay her head down to go to sleep and wake up in the room where the murder was taking place. Yeah, where where it, you know where. It might get repetitive, but where that right. becomes a theme where whenever she goes to sleep, we are prepared to watch something horrible happen. Right. But instead, she would just be like going about her daily life and like all of a sudden she's sitting on the floor and the room changes around her. Right. Like it kind of gets rid of. It gets rid of some of the um I don't want to say it detracts from the twist at the end with Gabriel. Right. But see, I think the way it, the way they the d- choices they make, I think, actually help
1: with the twist. And I think it helps fill out the reveal. And I'll, I'll talk about that whenever you, I'll, I want you to finish. But, but I, I'll, I'll like, I little think
0: little. I think it I think it takes away from the reveal because mm-hmm. it gives less questions to answer. Like if we if we just saw that she was in the room while the murder was taking place we would have more questions about how she got there and why she was there and all of those things but instead we sit and we watch the room kind of change around her and to me it was obvious that she was involved with the murders like it yeah. wasn't like she was just watching it and now we know at the end that it was gabriel controlling her body right so it wasn't like necessarily her right but like bucky is still a murderer so oh my god <laughs> um but <laughs> <this> <laughs> Um, I, I, I thought that, I thought that there were ways that they could have made the reveal a lot more dramatic ways that they could have had us guessing a little bit more throughout the film, because to me, it was obvious that she was there for all of these murders. Okay. That you can kind of avoid, like, you don't have to show you don't necessarily have to show, like, her confusion or whatever when, mm-hmm. when she's watching the room spin around her. Right. Because we already know that she's there. Like, that seemed obvious to me from the very beginning. Yeah. That she was involved in some way. And so that's why I thought that those things took away from See, the reveal because we already knew – we didn't know that Gabriel was controlling her, but we already knew she was involved. Mm-hmm. Like, that was never in question, at least for me. Right. See, I think what that does, like, that, that stylistic choice – at least when I, when i
1: was watching it to me it it, it did raise all those cuz see i feel like if they if she's waking up and she's in the room and it's the exact room there's no the, cuz that the the style he shoots it in creates kind of a disconnect like there's there's some weird kind of disconnect between her and what's actually happening and it, it's not really that's one of the questions it raises to me cuz if she was actually just there like if she i would i would have more immediately thought oh she's just like it's her like she's doing this right. that's why she that's why she feels so present in the room but because we get that weird kind of dreamlike state it to me it was like okay well she's uh, something is obviously happening to her she can see what's going on but it's almost like a very um it's a very disconnected view and when they give that reveal of where you know, Gabriel actually controls part of her brain. To me, that answers that question of, oh, that's why. That's why she can't fully connect to the space they're in because she doesn't have control, any control of what's going on. She can only see it because it's still her brain. Sure. Right? But because it's, it's being occupied by a completely different presence, by fucking some, some parasitic, whack-ass shit on her back, that to me, that to me, when I when the reveal happened, it it answered that question for me perfectly, sure, and I was able to visualize like that decision to shoot it that way made more sense to me, because to me, it was it was it I still kind of thought like when it was happening, I was like, okay, so she's some like maybe that's her. But then I was like, but then if it was her, I thought, then she'd just be there. Like she would just be witnessing it. she wouldn't be like in this weird ethereal state where things are glossy or glowing and she's like being right. transported into this state where she can't move. So that, that was that when I watched it, I, I, that's how I felt about it. I felt like, Oh, okay. So, See that
0: like, that makes sense to me listening to you describe it. And, and also that's, that's just not the way that I viewed it. But like, I understand what you're saying now. We'll also get
1: this. So that changes whenever at the very end, when um, you get the scene in the hospital room where gabriel kills madison's stepsister and kills their her biological their biological mom there's no more there's no more like weird dream sequence feel to it you you never see madison witnessing it it's all perfectly clear right there's because no because we know that they're because, both there. well, well cuz we know, we know now and it's again the little twist that in that in that single scene, there's that twist where we see Madison now has full control. She has full control over Gabriel. She can see what he sees and manipulate what he sees because she now has full control over her body again, right? She's not she's not unable to connect to that part of her, right? Which is why the cinematography changes. We don't see her in the state of you know in that weird state where she can't recognize what's happening or where she can't um she can't involve herself in the scene that's why at the end there everything plays out as if it's just gabriel okay i'm gonna i think that makes that that makes that little tiny little it's tiny it's not a twist it's just kind of a quick reveal at the end i'm gonna get back to that
0: like to that exact scene okay um so okay so i think I think I very much appreciated the the cinematography and the camera work, but yeah. I didn't necessar- I wasn't necessarily impressed by the visuals. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna make a little bit of a distinction there because I like I agree with you that the the act like the cinematography was great. Yeah. Now I think my biggest issue with this movie is not necessarily any of the creative choices. Right. And it's and it's not necessarily the twist that we get from the story. Yeah. The the issue the biggest issue that I have with this movie is that it had zero respect for the audience. We we've talked about how in <clears throat> completely different genre, completely different type of film. We've talked about how filmmakers like Christopher Nolan yeah. respect the audience enough. I'm kind of
1: shocked that you feel this way because think, I think, think this Think that movie,
0: we are intelligent enough... I think this movie to, has the utmost respect hey, for the audience. Hey, but I'm going to let you finish. Let me finish. Yeah. Hey, Gus, I'm going to let you finish, but Malignant was one of the worst but hormones. Beyonce had one of the
1: best music videos of all time.
0: Listen, we, we talk about how certain filmmakers have a level of respect for the audience where they allow us to receive the information and come to our own conclusions about it. They right. allow us to just <clears throat> take it as it is without having to be told. Yeah. And to me, this movie lacked so much of that kind of respect for the audience where we were always we were always being told what was going on through pointless dialogue. We had there were so many moments of character to character dialogue. Uh-huh. That were completely unnecessary, the one that right. the one that comes to mind for me is when we are we're watching um, the stepsister, whatever her name is, yeah, and the mom kind of discover the whole thing on the vHS tapes, yeah, at the same time that Gabriel is controlling madison 's body to kill all of these police right. officers, right, and then it just cuts to the stepsister like speeding down the road, calling the cop character, like the main detective guy. Yeah. And like explaining him, everything that we just saw, yeah, which wasn't, I like, I suppose that that's what would actually happen. Yeah. But from, from a (laughs) film, no, from a filmmaking standpoint, we don't need to see every conversation as it would actually happen. We don't need to see her call the police officer and explain in words what we just watched happen. Right, because it, that didn't necessarily have any effect on the story. It Didn't really have an effect on.
1: I think it does.
0: He that do. police officer and his partner would have ended up back at the station and figuring it out themselves. We didn't have to see it, exp- or we didn't have to hear it explained to us. Yeah, because the film, the film is not there for that police officer to be told. The right. film is there for us to find out. We are the audience. Yeah, and I thought that there were a lot of similar instances where James Wan kind of lost track of what the purpose of his scenes were where he, instead of just letting us watch and enjoy the ride and figure things out as we go, he felt the need to constantly be telling us what was happening. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, I think the quote unquote twist that uh, Gabriel had been taking Whatever. What was her name? Madison. Nope. Oh. Um, the mom? No, the the girl that he... Yeah, the mom. What's her name?
1: I don't know her name. I don't know if they ever said it.
0: They might not have. Oh, actually, I think she's just listed as Jane Doe on here.
1: Could be, yeah.
0: Regardless. um, Bringing, like, having that girl, like, tied up in the attic of Madison's house yeah. was, again... One of the most obvious, like it was not a twist at all. Like I knew, oh, I, had no, I knew from the second they showed it, I had no that idea that they were in her house. Like, I don't
1: think you knew. It, I think you just guessed. No, correctly. I think I absolutely. Nah, knew. you didn't
0: know. It was completely obvious. I, dude, I'm telling you. You know what? Agree to disagree. I'm Dom. telling you that was not a twist. It was more of an insult to me. Oh my god. Like some some of the twists, the, what what are called twists in this movie or reveals or reveals also. or yeah. whatever were not so much twists as they were James Wan deciding to just tell us what we already knew and tell right. us what we were watching. And I don't need to be told. I want to watch the film. I want him to explain through visual storytelling.
1: Well, all of that stuff with the Jane Doe is visual. They don't like... She's revealed by falling
0: through the fucking... By falling through the ceiling. No, I get that. But it was, it was obvious to where the reveal wasn't a reveal. Like if you're going to if yeah. you're going to try to make this like shocking revelation when she falls through the ceiling like play it off enough to where I haven't already figured it out within the first 20 minutes.
1: Well, maybe that wasn't meant to be the most shocking revelation in the movie.
0: I'm not saying it was meant to be the most shocking in maybe the movie. Maybe it wasn't meant to be shocking at all. Maybe if anything,
1: it was just supposed to add to the confusion. Right? And j- again, I think a lot of these reveals that aren't as shocking as they are are all seeds that they, the that James Wan tries to kind of plant in your head to just add to the questions, add to the confusion of okay, well, if she doesn't think she's involved, why the fuck is the mom? Also, why the fuck the, is this lady the, in the house? The
0: the other quote-unquote twist that Madison was involved in these childhood experience was obvious to me ever since we knew what Dr. Weaver was doing in her experience in her experiments.
1: In her experiments.
0: Like we knew we knew that Dr. Weaver was somehow connected in a way that we hadn't learned before. Like we we cuz we met Dr. Weaver basically in the first scene, right? At the beginning, yeah. When when <clears throat> Gabriel was kind of revealed as this alien-looking creature who right. was had whatever he was controlling like the radio right. waves and the electricity and whatever. Again though, I don't think I but don't so think so we they're... so we meet Dr. Weaver. We yeah. then meet Madison and and We have, we find out that Dr. Weaver was working on like disfigured children as part of her work slash experimentation slash studies, whatever. Yeah. And as soon as that was revealed, which was about halfway through the film, yeah. It became glaringly obvious that Madison was involved in those experiments somehow. Otherwise, Dr. Weaver and, and telling us about her experimentation and her work, yeah. It it does it's unimportant if Madison's not involved then it doesn't matter, and so right. again, another thing where
1: again though I don't think they're trying to mislead you to make you think that maybe she it might not be involved. I think the whole point is for you to know pretty quick that she probably is involved somehow, but every revelation or twist or whatever only adds to the confusion of how she's involved. Of how like but I
0: don't but I don't see. I disagree because it all it it all is supposed to culminate with the twist at the end that Gabriel is like still attached to her. Right. And so unless unless you're going to say that that like if that twist is important, then the rest of the twists are important.
1: I don't think so. Why does why do they have to be why? Why do they have to
0: Because that's how you build that's how you build to make that twist I think I just shocking I, or Tom, I just told you why they build that twist though. The whole No, point. but that's the point. They didn't build that twist. The very fi- the final one? Yes. I think so. There was not build up because everything else along the way we already figured out. And then after we figured it out Sure, you might have figured it out. After we figured it out, they yes. went out of their way through dialogue to tell us what we already knew. Okay, I think you And that made it so much less enjoyable because then it was just like like they would reveal Okay, even if they are twists. So wait, every- even if not even if even if I didn't necessarily know and I had just guessed what was going on instead of just letting me guess and be right. They then had to wait five more minutes and then directly tell me that I was right. But the only, just let me like, let me figure it out along the way. Like let the audience hop on this train and just enjoy the ride. Like I don't have to, you don't have to show me something. And then five minutes later in dialogue, tell me what you just showed me. I already know. I think the only time they ever
1: do that is at the end when she makes that call, all the other twists or revelations are, Again, kind of obvious, but all they do the, the, the point of all of them, I seriously think the point of all of them is for you to go, okay, I knew that. So how the fuck is how the fuck does that actually connect her to what's going on? It isn't until that that moment, that that exact moment when they twist the camera around and you see the fucking thing on him on her. You see him on her. Parasite Gabriel guy. That Let's call him Gabe. Gabe. It's not until you actually see Gabe attached to her that you go, okay, so, so that's a thing. And then, as she's explaining, we can't remove his part of the brain, so we're just gonna push it down into her head and hope it works. And they're just they're they're match cutting that to her peeling her fucking scalp back, and the bone, the brain protruding through the bone. And uh, you know, showing the somehow face that... This movie is fucking nuts. There's not... I don't think any part of it is meant to be taken seriously. I don't think it's meant to be this grounded, dramatic horror film like The Conjuring or, or like other horror movies James Wan has done. I think it, it, you're... if If you can just fully suspend your belief that there's going to be any grounded nature to this, other than like... You know, the sisters loving each other, which
0: is a, a pretty universal which was pretty stupid feeling by the way, that they loved each other.: No, the end when she was like, "I always thought that yeah, that was I needed kinda... a I needed a blood relative to love, but you've been here the whole time. Shut the fuck up. I don't care like, I didn't that, actually that was the dumbest shit I have ever heard. If I do have a
1: criticism it's it's that that ending. They should have just not said anything. They, they should have. have just,
0: they should have left emotions out of it. They, have just, they should have just that nothing about this movie was emotional they until they forced
1: just forced it to be. They should have just hugged each other and that have been it. They shouldn't. Have, the stepsister have shouldn't I have even been, been
0: in the movie. That's my hot take. Really? Yeah.
1: She's her. I don't know. I think her character is important. I think. Also, I think one thing this they, movie.
0: They, she might have become important, but they didn't take the time to, like, make her important. I don't know if that makes right. sense. Like, she was important. For no other reason than because they just wanted her to be. We didn't yeah. get... Like, she just showed up in a scene. Right. Like, we, a- after, the, after the initial murder of Madison's boyfriend, Sydney just, like, shows up and we're expected to care. Right. And I didn't. I think... Because they didn't take the time to establish anything about her character that would make well, us care.
1: They built up her character during the movie. I think they did.
0: Barely. Like, what kind of arc did she follow?
1: What kind of arc did she follow? She didn't have a traditional, she's not, she didn't ma- have an arc. She didn't have like a main character arc. She's a side character.
0: No, she didn't have an arc. Not all side characters do, but they made her, still, they made her important. They can enough. still be impactful. Yeah. They, they made her important enough to where she should have, you had know what an she's to make us care about her character.
1: She's the woman that Madison almost kills in, in vitre, in when she's pregnant. With when mom stepmom is pregnant with her, yeah, that gives her character enough importance to me. She's immediately connected to what is going on with Madison because of that. All right. Also, okay. also okay. another point I want to make. Yeah, I think, I think one of you one of the issues you might have is that this movie fully embraces camp, meaning it is it is overt, it is wholly over the top. In almost every single way. From the dialogue to the, you know, the the scares, the reveals, knowingly so. Because the whole movie is like that. You don't direct a movie and then watch it the way it is presented and go, yeah, that was really serious and grounded. And I like that. (laughs) I think that works. Especially a guy like James Wan. Because James Wan is not stupid. And he makes he's made really good horror movies. I really think his whole goal was to kind of re-inject camp into the horror spectrum because a lot of horror that we see is either indirectly campy, meaning like uh, like the like the first Ouija movie. Like it tries to be really serious, but everything everyone says Gosh. is so fucking ridiculous <laughs> and stupid that, movie. that the movie becomes indirectly indirectly ridiculous. This sure. movie from from go like the the opening scene the way they're talking to each other and like the way the music builds is very glaringly campy it's time
0: to cut out the cancer it's yeah exactly
1: <laughs> like they they do that on purpose and i think i think that was a legit cuz he talked about you know i want to make a movie again you go to a video store it's 1985 and you find it on the back shelf right i think his his goal was to make this just silly weird, super weird, super, super weird, super over the top, you know, callback homage that also is uniquely original. I mean, it, it it feels like James Wan made this movie. It doesn't feel like James Wan picked and pulled pieces from other movies and then kind of threw them in I, there. It looks, I think some certain oh. scenes that the way they're shot are definitely actually homages to other movies. But when I watched this, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm watching The Thing, or I'm watching Alien, or okay, I'm watching... Okay, I
0: didn't, I didn't necessarily feel that way, but, like, also, I don't, I don't believe that it is wholly original, because I, I in, in my, from my perspective, and you might disagree with this take, and that's fine, I, like, what is the difference between a parasite controlling her body and a demon controlling her body? There's really not much. Like the... Okay. The... Maybe maybe the reveal at the end is different. You could watch this entire movie and swap out that she was possessed instead of being controlled by an alien thing growing to her brain. Okay, I disagree with this. I do. And the entire story would have played out the same except for maybe that reveal at the end. I don't
1: think so. I don't. Why? Because the difference between a demon or an alien... Is it's it's completely it's 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 alien, right? Well, demons aren't technically. If you believe in demons, which I do, they're not. They're not connected to you at birth. Tangible. They're not. Yeah, you. They're not part. They're not like. They're not part of. They're not the second half of your brain. They're a presence that comes from an otherworldly place and then impacts your life negatively because you allow it to come, or because you're, like, if it's an alien, because you're too curious, like the movie Alien, right?
0: You, yeah, but, du- dude, and, but listen, no. I, th- I think
1: it, it it's completely different from something like that, because there's so much, there's more of, a like, a personal attachment to what's affecting her. It's a completely different idea.
0: I mean, yes, physically, but, like, it, here's the thing. We also, we were just told and expected to be okay with the fact that from the time she was thirteen until the time she was twenty eight, this thing just left her alone completely. It didn't
1: leave her alone. It ate her babies. Remember all the miscarriages she had. No, but it. You know, Gabriel was at the, feeding at off the beginning. Of
0: that. At the beginning, when she's like having conversations with Gabriel, and when he's actually controlling her as a child, and then just stops. And I get, I get that it's revealed that he's the reason for her miscarriages, but yeah. like. We're, like, we're just expected to believe that she was, for some reason, was able to subdue Gabriel. For some reason, Gabriel stopped trying to control her for yeah, however because, long, without
1: because, reason. Because when she's with her husband and he slams her head into the wall, that's what wakes him up. What put him to fully sleep? wakes him up. He's, I don't think he's ever asleep. But it brings him out of, like, it brings him into a full state where he realizes he he actually is back like he's actually i think
0: just i don't know it's like with anything like maybe, like maybe maybe he becomes more powerful but we just we see her as a kid being coaxed by gabriel to try to kill her mom's baby right and then that's the last we hear of him until she's in her late 20s and yeah, starts you murdering get, you people. you get
1: told it's your imaginary friend and you believe it and over time you just kind of forget about it but in this case it's that one it's something that is festering inside of her that she doesn't realize.
0: But, so like, this is what I don't get like Gabriel. So Gabriel gets upset because of to me, at least yeah. what I took from it. Gabriel gets upset when she makes relationships with other people or when he is threatened right. by other people in her life. Cause he right. wants to, he, he wants her to rely on him the way that he's relying on her. Yes, no, uh, I think like he doesn't want her he doesn't want her to have a sibling because he wants to be her only friend, like that type of thing. He
1: wants to be yeah,
0: I think, and that kind of comes back for Gabriel with this relationship with her stepsister, but like right, it seems like that that relationship has been pretty strong for a while. seems like she has a mom that she's pretty close with. so why has he not cared about any other any of these other relationships throughout her life? Like why do we just get like why are we just expected to accept the fact? That he decided to leave her alone for a long ass time. I don't think it has to do with like him. I don't understand that.
1: I don't think it has to do with him leaving her alone. I think it has to do with her being able to just kind of somewhat mentally overcome this idea that you know I'm talking to this imaginary friend and you know he's telling me to do these bad things. I need to, I need to figure out how to how to get rid of that. And I think in 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 my view, it's about her kind of quasi-overcoming it because she doesn't fully understand what it actually is. Therefore, she can only do so much to prevent what was happening when she was a kid, right? That's why she always has miscarriages because Gabriel's life force or whatever you want to call it, his half of the brain is consuming that part to just stay alive, get back at her, whatever. But because when she was younger and was able to overcome that initial weird state, he doesn't have that control that he used to. He doesn't have that that voice that he used to. And then when she gets the she gets fucking Yeeted yeeted into the wall <laughs> and it, you know, cracks her head open, exposes that part of her the inci- you know, the incision point, right? That where they actually pushed in Gabriel's part of the brain and sewed it up. That for, I don't know, that to me is what triggers his his, his full arrival, right? And that's probably the first time she had been, you know, physically assaulted like that. I'm sure or at least that's what that's what the film probably wants that's what I thought when I, mean, I when it kind of clicked in my head, I was like, "Oh, that's the first time she's really been just fucking brutally mistreated by someone."
0: I kind of thought the opposite. Her boyfriend seemed like an abusive prick from the beginning.
1: Well, it I know, but I'm saying like it didn't seem like especially based on how they it seemed like he was verbally not a great guy, but that was the first time where he actually just fucking got physical and slammed her head into a wall. And I think that's what activated that that part of Gabriel. I was like, okay, now I have to, I we're definitely killing like you're not getting we're you're not getting a say. I'm not gonna try and talk to you. We're just gonna kill this guy. Yeah. You know? I think that's the that's the catalyst of the whole of why Gabriel becomes so present again is because that that Sudden and kind of out of the blue trauma that she probably hasn't experienced in a while is what is what makes that happen. And also, I I would assume that Gabriel probably doesn't have a problem with her husband because he's not he's not pretending to be her direct family. He's someone that she met randomly, but with the babies, babies are her. They're, They're a part of her. That's why she always miscarries because Gabriel doesn't want her having a direct link to something that is either part of her or that she wants to be part of her, which is why he has such an aversion to her step parents and her stepsister, Right. Because they're trying to make her part of the direct, that right. direct connection to a real family.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious when I, when I told you that I didn't like this movie, you said that you had a feeling that I wouldn't. What, yeah. did, what did you think that I wasn't going to like I honestly,
1: I thought it was because you wouldn't, you wouldn't like the camp. I thought you were maybe expecting a little bit more of a, of a grounded kind of story. And when the movie was what it was, which is just over the top, ridiculous from every standpoint with the great cinematography... I think that I, I felt like when I, when I when it ended I was like that was campy as hell It was over the top I liked it I I liked that that decision because we don't we 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 either see really good grounded drama and horror like what um like what uh Mike Flanagan does very grounded very character real character driven yeah. horror right which is some of the best horror in the past decade we get that. Or we get some good Stephen King stories, which are a little more in that realm of like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. But again, in those movies, they place very solid structured characters because Stephen King is is good with with writing out characters. Right. The characters make decisions that make sense because they're well-established and well-written by King and then by whoever adapts it. So you have that. that That's kind of what where horror is right now with those two things. And then on the other side over here, you get... The really shitty movies that we've talked about with bad jump scares, horrible acting. Oh,
0: thank God this movie didn't have a bunch of jump scares.
1: It had pretty good. I thought the scare, the scares weren't really scary. They were
0: just well, they just kind of played out I'm, well. I I thought I'm happy with the scares. I didn't like. I didn't think it was a scary movie, but I'm happy. am I'm, I'm happy with what they left out almost as much as the scares right, that they right. included. Again, it's that kind
1: of, it's that kind of horror where the whole time you kind of know it's happening, but you can like, you can kind of subconsciously feel the dread of the people experiencing the, the scares, which I think is something James Wan has done really well. Right. I think he did it to great, like he, it, it was more scary in like the conjuring because you're dealing with fucking possession and, and demons and you
0: something know. that feels more real.
1: Right. And plus it's based on real characters. So that, right. that automatically gives you more of that connection. Okay, so on this side, you know, you have these the, the decent style that some horror creators are getting over here. And then you have the shitty ass like I said, the shitty ass movies we talked about. Jump scares. Did you just break your <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? I I thought you shattered the table.
0: <laughs> what was, was that just is that this thing right here? <laughs> oh my God. How did that happen? Oh,
1: we're gonna have to take a picture and post this. <laughs> we're gonna have to okay, when we post this to socials and we're like, check out our review of Malignant, you're gonna have to we're gonna have to post a picture of the chair. <laughs> like, Dom got so freaked out that he just yeeted his chair. What? And shattered the top half. What in the hell? Were How, you just dude. Were you just like leaning your elbow on it? What were you doing? I'm so confused. I just
0: I literally just like leaned back. <laughs> and it just now i'm scared it like dude. ripped the wood off
1: are there like screws is that oh
0: what? dude it looks like it's been glued before oh. i think i just but this well, one broke mother damn that one broke this one's been glued before that is whack where did you get these chairs from they're for free oh
1: that well there you go <laughs> psa don't buy free furniture you um, don't
0: buy free furniture guys.
1: don't take free furniture um, don't take candy from strangers okay don't do that okay this is take three of me trying to make my point I'm gonna I, I thought I'm you gonna adjust, like you keep talking I'm gonna yeah you're good so again shitty movies over here jump scares bad musical cues poor direction uh, self-serious despite having really shitty dialogue and really shitty characters right and in the middle there are some movies that are, are done, especially in the horror genre, that are done really well, that are kind of a mix of these two, right? They take the part from these shitty movies that if they just realized they're doing weird, you know, overdramatic, overblown stuff, and if they just played into that, it would make the movie better. And then they take all the, you know, the solid direction and cinematography and in scares and twists and reveals from this side, kind of put it into one, right? That, that's what this movie, that's what I felt like when I was watching this. I was like, this is, again, it's, it's deliberately over the top. It understands that what it's telling or what it's doing is weird, silly, and r- ridiculous. Right. It, with
0: with better creative attention to detail than you would expect. Yes. with those elements. Right.
1: It it, it That's the thing. It, it doesn't really take itself seriously. Like some of the, like some really bad horror movies that, if they were played out like this movie did, they would be at least a little better. They wouldn't look as good as this movie does because again, this is a James Wan movie and he knows how to direct. He just he has the skill behind a camera to direct the hell out of it. Right. Um. And that's why I think, to me, it it felt like that perfect combo. It felt like like a breath of fresh air because it was silly and over the top and had these ridiculous tropes, but they were played to such solid effect. And it seemed like everyone involved bought into it from top down, from James Wan all the way down to the fucking gaffer holding the microphone or the camera or whatever. And that to me is why, why I enjoyed it so much because it, it, I, the deliberateness of the, of the choices felt like they were done so well that it actually, to me, elevated the movie and made it a, a better experience. I, I felt, that, I felt that, that persistent drive to just be like, yeah, we're just going to keep throwing ridiculous shit at you for an hour and 50 minutes until the very end, and then we're going to give you one line that you don't like, which is how I felt about the whole movie. I did. You want to grade it? I fucking love this movie,
0: dude. I see that. You grade it first then.
1: I want I want you to grade it first cuz on I
0: You might be surprised by my grade. I want you to grade it first. Okay. Um I'm going to give it a C. Okay. Um final thoughts. I I don't necessarily need a movie to take itself seriously but i would like if the movie took the audience seriously and i didn't feel that way about this film again i'm really shocked about that i don't know why but i
1: i thought you might i guess you, i thought you might get it
0: i thought you i thought you weren't so dense <laughs> that you I thought, couldn't understand I what thought, they were trying to do i thought you might yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> this movie has the utmost respect for the audience. And I think not to not to jump in again, but I think that's you know, that's what this movie has a, a 52% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Cuz people don't like being and, insulted, Gus. And, and no, people literally the <laughs> like the audience description is love it or hate it and there's really no in between. Yeah. This movie, you know, uh it might not be the scariest James Wan but it's got, you know, some, it's got that, it's got a killer fucking reveal at the end. That's, that's what the description is on Run, something like that. Yeah. It's not exactly that, but, um, and I think we're just, we're existing on, we're, we're in one person who, who loves it for what it does and someone who hates it because it's just not really their, their cup of tea. What's your grade? I'm going to give it a B. I think it's easily one of the best movies to come out this year um but i i don't think you know it's not this movie that's trying to be some some it's trying to be world-altering and it's trying to inject a little new i think it's trying to inject a little new energy into horror and i think it it succeeds in doing that but it's it's not a it's not a perfect movie and I didn't talk about any of my issues really, except for the very the final lines. Um, but we're we're wait we're, we're been, beyond that. We've been yeah we we're beyond that at this point. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my grade. Okay, change it. I'm gonna give it an I'm gonna give it an A. Oh yeah, you are an A. Yeah, you are. Plus, I'm just gonna no, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, an A minus because I do think I do think it is great. It's not perfect. There are some. Some choices that, that don't make sense to me, which, which could change, obviously. And there's some things I, that I, maybe I appreciated or liked when I first watched it that when I go back, I, I won't as much. But I feel like this is a movie, when I do go back and watch it again, that I'll appreciate the campiness a little bit more at the beginning because when I initially watched it, the first hour or so, I was like, okay, where, like, I don't get this. Like, I, don't, I don't get why this, there's this over-the-top, everything is so over-the-top, I don't understand and then the, the the big reveal happens and then i, I it kind of clicked in my head i was like oh he this is they're just they're just being they're doing it because that's how they want to be over the top they, they're using camp and i realized it is actually pretty effective it it does a good job of of concealing the fact that there's some parasitic part of this girl's brain attached to her inside her head and it's brought on by the fact that she was f- not molested um Assaulted, brutally assaulted. That was pretty. It was pretty. Uh. Pretty. He
0: pretty like grabbed her face. Grabbed her face and like the up.
1: dent in the fucking wall. Like I was Jesus messed. Christ, I was messed up. You see the blood on the pillow. They're really good stuff. Not the.
0: Oh shit. yeah. Not the. Oh no, yeah, Gus. Not. Gus, this. Uh, I'm, <sighs> look, I'm looking. through... Part. I'm looking through the IMDb ratings. Yes, sir. Um, the highest, the highest rating demographic mm-hmm. is. The under eighteen demographic. Hmm. Um, So to me, that tells me you are childish, (laughs) and I just may be wise beyond my years.
1: You're just too smooth-brained to get (laughs) what (laughs) campus.
0: Your brain might be bigger than mine, but I have wrinkles, bitch. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I do. I get why. I get why. Your points are valid. I think your points are valid. I think. I think the reason why I did appreciate it so much is maybe I, I just, I've gotten really good at trying to not have any expectations. Cause I feel like if I would have gone in being like, this is going to be another conjuring style movie. Like it's going to be nice and grand. Like these characters are going to be sick. And honestly, I wasn't like that. I was let down for the first little bit of it. And then I kind you, of, you know what I did? I, the winks and the nods became so, um, so obvious that I finally was like, Oh now like it took, it just, like, a switch turned on in my brain, and then I was having a great time, and by the end, I couldn't wait to watch it again and then just skip the final line about Blood Sisters and all that weird shit. That was kind of dumb. <laughs> it's the only part. I was literally, the whole movie, by the time I got to the end, I was like, this is fucking sick. And then she said that, and I was like, oh, come on. Oh, Why did you Why'd you, oh, you got to do that? <laughs> just hug or... Just say nothing. Just look at each other. I don't
0: care. Look at each other and just kind of slowly pull away to but the. Just don't say that. Just don't say that line. <laughs> ah! I didn't like that at all. All right, I think it's your turn to bring them out. All right. So
1: do your thing. Ah, get some of this leftover cold brew ice water mix that. I'm not going to talk about what I said about pumpkin cream cold brews. Um, That's good. Where am I? Oh, I'm taking, okay. So, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. This is a long one. Um, but I think that's good. I, it's honestly, I think it's more fun when we disagree on a lot of things in a movie Yeah. because I think it just, well, for one, I, I find your opinions rational. So you're rationalizing from your point of view and my rationalizing from my point of view. I don't feel like people listen to it and go, these guys are fucking stupid. Like, I feel like we make that. Well, it's va- also,
0: like, it's also rare that we disagree
1: Right. And so that's the thing. So like when we do, it, it's just I feel like it's kind of like this movie. It's just different. It's just a little different. Yeah, it's just different than some of our other shows. Um, again, though, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, um, we appreciate it. Um, I, I would you actually before would you recommend people see this? Would you recommend people see this movie?
0: I would recommend that you listen to our entire review and then make the decision okay. for yourself because I think if you listen, if you listen to what we both think, and we kind of looked at this film a lot differently, yes, you'll be able to decide if it'll be worth it for you or not. Just based right. off of who you like, who you tend to agree with right. in, in today's conversation. Right. Um, because it, and it's, this is kind of a cop-out answer. I would, recommend this to people who like this style of movie right i wouldn't for people who don't but like yeah you i guess you could say that about any film
1: i would recommend it to everyone as as long as you're willing to be disappointed go in (laughs) knowing that this isn't going to be the conjuring four it's going to be it's going to be completely different from what james wan has been doing for a long time like he hasn't done something this kind of out there since Saw and that was in two thousand five. It yeah. was a long time ago. If you can go in Well he did we, Aquaman, that was pretty shitty. I know you didn't like that one <laughs> either. If you can go in and realize that this isn't gonna be a a standard horror movie, then I think you will at least have some appreciation for it. I do I do recommend because I think movies like this should 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 be seen and make money because I think it's important for movies like this to be seen because if movies like this aren't seen, then it, it further it gives studios further power to say you just need to make something that people will see. You to need to make making, something, Especially
0: with horror, that's an issue.
1: You need to make something standard, and I don't want that to happen. And I think this movie is a – if people really actually saw it and had no expectations, were willing to have some fun then you know this movie kind of gets the i don't want to say praise but just gets the, the support at at least that it should so guys like james wan can come back again with their next scary movie and it be some fucking crazy shit like this again i, I would much rather sit through a movie like this than a, a lot of the i mean there's some good traditional style horror movies i'd rather watch this one a yeah. hundred times um anyway back to our taking us out of the show um Wherever you listen, uh, I know we're on a lot of platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasting, Sound. If you listen to us on SoundCloud, uh, good on you. Thank you. I, it, SoundCloud's a great platform. It's where we host all of our all of our content because it's um, honestly not too expensive. You have to you have to pay when you have so many episodes. You have to start paying for space on the internet, basically, to host all of your all of your audio. Um, so if you're listening there, good on you. Uh, Stitcher. Whatever the name of your podcasting app is, we're, we're more than likely, I can almost guarantee we're on there. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasting, be sure to leave us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. We're at Facebook. Um, we're on Facebook at uh, Front Row Seats. Yep. We're on Instagram at front underscore row media one. Right? Yes. There's a one at the end there. Yeah. Um, if you want to comment, comment there. We were regularly on those social sites. If you want to email us, I don't know the email because I never can fucking remember what it is. And why would you? It's, I think it's frontrowmedia row media one at gmail.com.
0: Let me see. You on,
1: nailed it. Yeah. Send us emails. Tell us, uh, tell us about what you thought about the movie or, you know, send us anything. Tell us if you love us or if you hate us. If you think we're fucking dumb, we'll, we'll read it. We'll read it, and we'll digest it, and, and we'll, well, we'll probably we, talk about we it. We
0: won't be able to read it because we're fucking dumb. We are dumb. We can't even read. If you tell us we're dumb, we won't even you know. know why I, you know why I hate subtitles, Dom? Because I can't fucking read them. Yeah, that, and then it's just Then they make, they
1: make me feel stupid.
0: Well, I just don't want random shapes popping up all over yeah, my what screen. what the fuck is that? Especially when subtitles, dude, yellow subtitles, oh dude, my absolutely God. fucking not. Fucking ridiculous. Unbelievable.
1: I feel like that was like a pre-Blu-ray thing. Like, once Blu-ray started coming out, I think that's when we started seeing white text.
0: The world is better without yellow subtitles.
1: Anyway, thank you again. We appreciate all of you, and uh, we'll be back with more soon. Uh, Stay tuned for more Behind the Front Rows. We've been enjoying doing those lately. Um, Have to look at the schedule. I think uh, Cry Macho is coming out soon, so I'll have to check that out. Also, there's another one. I don't know. There's a bunch of movies coming out. We're kind of getting into the fall season, so a lot of yeah, a lot of movies are coming out. So we're really excited to see those and uh, give you our thoughts on them. So uh, we'll see when that happens. Doses Yeet.